Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast, Instagram Live. Welcome, welcome. Uh, We just, we've been talking about this project that we've been working on for the last, I don't know how long. At least since COVID started. Yeah, we've been talking about it. So we just want to give you all a little snippet of our forthcoming project. Yes, his story. Her story. God's glory. God's glory. And this is our book. Yes. Our first book together. Yes. And I'm so happy that you decided to write a book with me. I'm so happy that you decided to write a book with me. <laughs> and this book is about our marriage. It is totally about our marriage, 100% our marriage. You may think it's a soap opera. Yes. But it yes. is not a soap opera. If you like drama, oh, yeah. get the book. Yeah, it's really what happened in our marriage. Yes. So look forward to sharing more details with you about our forthcoming book, His Story, Her Story. God's Glory. Welcome back, everybody. Yes. Great to be with you again. Yes. Yes. Another week, another Another podcast. By God's grace. Yes. And his mercy. Let's not forget his mercies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Last week, we was discussing or we discussed contracts commitment, covenant, and convenience. Yes. And so with that same theme today, we are going to look at covenant and commitment from another perspective. We're going to look at it in regards to connection and closeness. Some more C's for you. Some more C's. Make it easy for you to remember. (laughs) Commitment, covenant, connection, and closeness. So before we start with that, we want to pick up a little bit from last week's altar call. Mm -hmm. So um, when we ended last week, um, Renee gave the altar call. And one of the scriptures the Lord gave me um, regarding the altar call was in Ezekiel 18 and 20. And I'll take my time, but it pretty much just says the soul in the King James Version, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And there's more to it, but I just wanted to read that part. And I felt led, or still feel led of the Lord to just, you know, come back with what Renee said last week, is that we want your marriage to work. And if you're single, you know, we would love for you to get married. But the most important thing was, where will you spend eternity? Mm. That's the most important thing to us. And so... um, we don't want you to to make a mistake or make a decision, a life-changing decision because of impatience or anything like that. So just be mindful of that. And there were also some scriptures that we talked about last week that we didn't actually have on hand or know where they were in the Bible. But I knew we knew they were in the Bible, just didn't know where. So um, some three scriptures from last week was Psalm 27 and 14. When we talked about waiting on the Lord, be of good courage. Ephesians 3 and 20. uh, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And Hebrews 10 and 36, for you have need of patience. So again, those three scriptures from last week were Mm -hmm. Psalm 27 and 14, Ephesians 3 and 20, and Hebrews 10 and 36. So that was the just to put a bow on last week. All right. Okay. Thank yes. you, dear. We like to tie everything up in a nice little neat bow. 
And so moving on to this week's discussion, we are going to take a look at how um, married couples can stay committed to the covenant that we made with God and just realize that, and I think you may have alluded to this last week, um, that a marriage contract, a contract could be ripped up. Oh, yeah. And we don't want you to treat your marriage as a contract because it is, in fact, a covenant. And so we're going to start with the C, connection. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you could do to stay committed is to stay connected. First and foremost, you need to know your spouse. Yes. How well do you know your spouse? Now, you might say, well, I married them, so I know them. Yeah, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> right. It is not the same. Um, and somebody could probably attest to this. You get married and you say, wow, I thought I knew him. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew her. And, and it- then all of a sudden, there are different areas or baggage that starts to reveal mm-hmm. itself that you did not know about. And especially these last five, six months where you've been in the house all day, every day, you're like, I really didn't know this person. Mm. And I've heard people say that, you know, I really didn't know, you know, so-called famous people. I really didn't know my spouse. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to inject. No, interject. Okay. That's what, that's what we're here to do. No apologies <laughs> necessary. Okay. Uh, but that's true. You mm. honestly, you get to know your spouse every day. Every month, every year, every season, uh, because we change. So it's important for you to get to know your spouse different times. When you get experience different things, then you find out different ways that your spouse may react or act or Mm -hmm. respond to things that you didn't know about. So it's important to stay connected to your spouse. How do you do that? I'm sorry, I got to bring this other C word that we always talk about communication oh lord <laughs> they like lord if they say communication they one say more communication. time I'm <laughs> communicate with your spouse get to know how your spouse thinks what turns them on what turns them off and i don't mean sexually i mean the things that bother them things that um they enjoy things that they like some of that may have changed along the way. Yeah, For I those was of you that. who have been married a long time, what you liked or didn't like mm-hmm. years ago, you may have changed since then. I got another C, change. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 Write all these all right, down, y'all. I got another C, change. Well, you said change. it. I was just thought of it. I was like, change, because pe- we change. Yes. If you stay married long enough, you're going to change. Your spouse is going to change. And if you stay connected, if you're connected to your spouse, then you'll understand they're changing or you'll understand. You may not even realize you're changing because there may be certain uh, things that you used to do. And then your your spouse will be like, you don't do this anymore. You're like, I, I don't want to do it anymore. I changed. Right. You know, things I used to want to do, I don't want to do anymore. I'm not even talking about sin. I'm just talking about, you know, habits or what's the word I'm looking for? Uh Never mind. Okay. Uh, you got me. <laughs> Activities. Hobbies. Right. That's the word right. I was looking for. Hobbies. Right. Because right. it's funny. I'm sorry I had to go to exercise. I always think about exercise. But when you first got me into fitness, um, 
you got me walking and doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I didn't like then and I still don't like. You used to like to jog. Yes. You used to like to run outside. And I think I mentioned it to you um, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you was like, I don't like the, yeah, I don't I don't, like the run outside yeah, anymore. Like, I don't know. But there Something was a point changed. in time where he, he really enjoyed it. Got four miles. Yeah. It was up to four miles. Uh, yeah, nice four-mile run. And I was like, I don't see how you do it now. He doesn't like it. So anyway, again, it's communicating with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that because they like something before that they always like it. Study, communicate. Have a conversation, another C word, Uh-oh. communication, conversation <laughs> with your spouse. <laughs> we just have a plethora of C words just oh, rolling Lord. off our tongue today. But hopefully it'll help stick in your mind the point we're trying to make when you stay connected to your spouse. Another important one, in order to stay connected to your spouse, you have to have a spiritual connection yes. with the Lord. Stay connected to the source. The source is God. God is our maker. God designed marriage. We must stay connected to him in order to stay connected to our spouse. Because if we're disconnected from God, then everything is mm-hmm. off. And when we when we teach, well, I mean, we haven't been to class in a while, but when we teach um, the premarital class, we usually have cell phones. Mm-hmm. And we'll have everybody look at their cell phone, and you could tell how much you know, power your phone has. And then, but if you don't charge your phone, at some point your phone's going to die. Mm-hmm. So your phone has to stay connected to that power source at some point in time. You're going to have, and it would be nice, you know, if God would just give us an internal uh, notification so we could be able to see. Mm-hmm. Doug, yeah, low. <laughs> yeah, Doug, you at 75%. Doug, you at 65%. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, okay, I'd probably take it down to 20 but <laughs> oh lord <laughs> but we it would be nice if we knew that but um so just to give people a visual you know just use your cell phone as a as a reminder just look at your cell phone and say hey my cell phone some of us we keep our phone at 100% do we just we just have to but spiritually speaking do you put that much effort into your spiritual into staying um spiritually connected to god as you do making sure your cell phone is connected or charged up. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes, yes. And you have to do that. And I think God, although we don't have the little battery symbol, you know, beeping on our hand Mm -hmm. or on our arm to say our battery's low, you can usually tell God will show you when your cup is getting empty, when you have to go back and get filled. So proactively, don't wait. Every day, some people don't even look at their phone. They just, by habit, plug it in. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, I know I haven't charged it all day. Let me plug it in and charge it. Mm-hmm. We should do the same thing with our soul, with our spirit. Is that we another C? To- charge? Yep. Stay charged up. <laughs> oh, wow. Another C. <laughs> Here we go. Stay charged up. Because Stay- we charge our phone overnight. Yes. So when we get up in the morning, we ready to go. Yep. We ha- we're on full. And so the same is true. Stay connected to God. How do you do that? You stay in his word, read his word every day, spend time having a conversation with him. If you're not a prayer, I admonish you five minutes, five minutes to go and sit and just talk to God like you talk to anybody else. Hey, Lord, it's me, Renee, standing in the need of prayer, or I just want to get up to date and say thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for waking me up. Mm -hmm. 
bless me as I go about my day, read his word, pray his word, find promises in his word applicable to your life. They're all applicable to our life, but you might want to find something that's specific to what you might be facing at that moment and pray, pray the word. If you don't know what to say, um, the scripture in James says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. Ye double-minded. Double That's the King James That's Version. That's the King James Version, James 4 and 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were talking, well, we are talking about um, consistency. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> the things that go on behind the scenes uh, create the podcast. Um, the closeness to God, and you talked about Joy and I, James 4 and 8. So I wanted to say this before I get to James 4 and 8, because when you were talking about reading God's word, and I, I could hear people, because I've said, I ain't going to say I hear people. I've said this. When I read the Bible, I really don't understand it. And what I would encourage you to do is find a different translation of the Bible other than the King James Version. King James Version is great, but for Unless you're the dials in these, unless you, you know, don't mind the old English, I guess that's what it would call it. Um, then find the message Bible or a different version of the Bible yeah, and so many. to make it more relevant to you in the 21st century so you can read it and get a greater, greater understanding and of it. And there's actually a 21st century Bible oh, version. Okay. So Okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> okay. Yes. So the next C we want to talk about is consistency. Mm -hmm. We're still talking about staying connected, staying connected spiritually, staying connected to your spouse by communicating uh, with your spouse and having a conversation with your spouse. But you have to do it consistently. You have to constantly stay in God's word and stay faithful to his promises and his commandments, another C, his commandments for us. <laughs> um, we have to, um, because the enemy goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He knows what buttons to push. He knows what temptations to throw our way and what distractions. And those can easily veer us off course and get us out of being consistent with God. And if we're not careful, we can really delay uh, God's blessing in our life, in our marriage, or hinder uh, our relationship with our spouse, hinder our relationship, more importantly, with the Lord when we get too far off course. And the key is to stay in his word, study his word to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, another scripture that I'm throwing out that We'll find for you and and get for you. Um, but usually I'm going to use this as an example. Um, when you go to the doctor for an ailment, they may give you a prescription or they may give you some instructions to do. So for an example, recently I had an issue with my knee and I went to the doctor and he said, okay, here's what I want you to do over the next two weeks. You got to wear this brace on your knee and um, if it doesn't feel better, then, you know, you're going to go get an MRI 
or you're going to come back and we're going to look at some other things that you're going to do. But this is what I want you to do. Da, 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 da. So you leave the doctor, but only after making a follow-up appointment at the desk to come in and view the results of your following, you know, your follow-up, the instructions mm-hmm. given. Um, the word of God is our book of instructions. And some might argue our treatment for an ailment, like that our, there's healing in God's word. Sure there's is. A, it is a balm in Gilead. If you That's believe, you're going to have to believe it to receive it. Um, run, that back, run that back. You don't even realize what you just said. There is a bomb in Gilead. Uh-huh. You and? can receive it if you believe it. That's what you said? I think that's what I said. Okay, I thought you said you have to believe it. In order to believe it, you got to receive it. Okay, I'm sorry. There's a podcast, so we can go, okay. and go back and listen to <laughs> Yes. So, y'all know what I mean, though, right? If you, no, I thought that was hot off the wire. And maybe it was. And, and maybe it came straight, and I didn't even know I said yeah. it. <laughs> but in order to receive from the Word of God, you have to be a believer in the Word of God. And um, you got a little, little thrown so a daily dose of God's word, sometimes twice a day. Uh, in some cases, you got to read a devotional. You got to listen to a podcast, listen to a podcast, uh, a watch, podcast. watch a sermon online, a Christian podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there are certainly many um, types of podcasts out there to restore your soul. You need to drink from the well where the water is constantly running. And that is from the word of God. And, you know, life is going to come knocking at your door. You know, we're all here in this life. Yes. Life happens. Mm -hmm. And you need to be prepared for the unexpected. And you have to stay constantly and consistently reading God's word, studying God's word, understanding his word. Like Doug said, looking up different uh, versions of the Bible. And if there are some Bibles you can buy that they call the parallel Bibles where you have different versions all in one book. Mm -hmm. And that way, if you don't understand one, you could flip to the other one to see uh, different words that explain the text a little bit better. Um, So again, we admonish you to stay constantly in God's word, stay consistent with communicating with your spouse and staying connected to your spouse. Some people could get so wrapped up in work that they don't know what's going on with their spouse. Their spouse could be hurting. Their spouse could be in need of their attention. And the enemy will use that to drive a wedge or to push one spouse away. So be careful and be mindful of those things and always check back in another C word check back in with your spouse and say, you know, Hey, let's get together and just chat. You know, how are things going with you? How do you feel? Just have mm-hmm. that, a check in yeah. where you stay connected so, and be consistent about it. So you said something interesting. We can get so caught up in work and not just natural work, but we can get caught up in the work of the Lord that we forget our spouse. Mm-hmm. And, we always, we'll come back to the first marriage. Always come back to the first marriage. Your first ministry is your spouse. 
that your spouse is your first ministry. So it should never be the work of the Lord comes above and beyond your spouse because you're you're setting yourself up for failure and in your marriage, because as you just said, then somebody's going to become uh, bitter or jealous that you're more focused, whoever, whichever spouse it is, is more focused on the work of the Lord than it is, you know, you should be focused on your spouse because your spouse should be number one behind the Lord and not the work of the Lord, but the Lord, the Lord. your relationship. Yes. And when you were talking about consistency, I didn't want to interrupt you, but the only, the vision I got in my head was no one wants to be in a relationship with somebody who you, they only show up or they only talk to you when they need something. I don't know. Mm. We we probably all have people that in our lives that if they call us, we look at the phone. It's like, uh, do I really want to talk to this person? <laughs> or if they call you, if they call you, you know they want something from you. Yeah, you like oh, they don't Lord, never call do you. Yeah, they don't never call and say hi or can they do something for you? It's always, you know, can I do it or can you do something for me or can you loan me some money or whatever it may be. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was supposed to be my inside voice. So just tell you, do not ask Renee for money. She just told you. The answer is no. So um, when it comes to consistency, be consistent. Um, Like you said, check in every day. Have a conversation with the Lord every day. Um, Pray. Talk to the Lord. Just just like we're talking on this podcast, just like you said, you just want to be consistent. Because no one, I don't know of anyone who likes to be taken advantage of, who likes to be used. And you don't want, just imagine how God feels if you just check in or ask him for something every once every three weeks or something when you're in trouble. It's like, the only time you want to talk to me is when you're in trouble. Right. You know, you don't ever just want to talk to me just to talk to me or right. when you need something. So here's another one. Uh oh. Don't come being all nice because now you're ready to have sex. You haven't spoken to your spouse all day long. You've been engaged in work. And this could be male or female. Mm-hmm. Engaged in work all day long. And now you want to have a conjugal visit. I know that's C word. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what C you was coming up with. <laughs> now you want to have a conjugal visit. You want to consummate our marriage. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. And I'm going to help the ladies out for a second. Intimacy starts way before we get in the bedroom. So, fellas, if you know you're going feeling like you're going to want to get a little frisky, you want to conjugate, you want to have one of them type of visits, <laughs> then I would suggest you keep that in mind throughout the day. And there may be some men who like that as well. Yeah. Um, so um, I don't I don't want to stereotype and say that it's all one sided, but definitely make sure that you're staying connected and you're mm-hmm. staying consistent with it because we all change. Mm-hmm. We all evolve. Uh, life has a way of making us. Look at things differently and yes. like things differently or not like things. Uh, women go through the change of life as do um, men. As do men, yes. Ours are just a little bit more visible, hot flashes and sweating. <laughs> um, so keep that. He's laughing because, yes, he is dealing with that with me right now. But to God be the glory. Yes, thank I'm going to get through Hallelujah. this season, too, 
tell y'all, y'all, those who know him, can y'all tell my husband, please stop turning that thermostat up. <laughs> my thermostat is already up inside my body. I am you are hot. not home when I turn it up. Yes. But when I come in, I want it cool uh-huh. and I don't want to wait for it to cool off. Okay. Uh, shameless plug. I'm going <laughs> to shameless plug. When you were talking about your knee, I'm switching subjects. When okay. you were talking about your knee, uh-huh. I don't think people realize because they, they know you as a personal trainer. But I don't think they realize what you go through to train people. You were talking about you went to a doctor mm-hmm. and your knee and so on, gave you a brace and so on and so forth. And I, I said that to say, because when it talks about marriage, you're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to fight for your marriage. Absolutely. And you may have to go through things that other people don't have to go through or see that you're going through, but you will have to fight for your marriage. And I don't know where... This uh, mindset or mentality came in that we don't want to fight for our marriage, but you're going to have to fight for it. You might have to limp. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to put a little brace on it and keep it moving. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, it's you're going to have to mm-hmm. fight for your marriage. Yeah. So in Matthew 11 and 12, it talks of the kingdom of heaven suffer violence and the violence take it by force. Again, this this is um, fighting for your marriage, uh, a great marriage, a good marriage, a great marriage. It doesn't happen by mistake. You have to be intentional. You have to be um, committed to the covenant. And the way Co-Pastor Susie put it, you have to be more committed to the institution of marriage. There goes that commitment and covenant than the marriage itself. And sometimes we don't, uh, we're more committed to the wedding day than we are the actual marriage. So it, another scripture is Romans eight twenty six through 28 in the Message Bible. Uh, verse 26 is what I wanted you to read in the Message Bible, because even it says it talks about even when you're getting tired, you know, still continue. Mm-hmm. And it, the, you have to be behind the scenes to see what's going on back here. But <laughs> uh yeah, so, isn't that interesting? Anyway, anyway. Romans eight twenty six through twenty eight. Um, even when things appear, even when things appear to not be working, you still have to stay committed. Yeah. Okay. I'm yes. sorry. No, I mean, I was just gonna say, you know, as you were reading these scriptures and you're talking about, you know, staying committed. Um, the fruit of the spirit talks mm-hmm. about long suffering, forbearance, um, and these are things that people. Don't want to do. Yeah. But if you say that your father, God, the spirit resides in you, those are the nine fruit that should be evident, not just in your life individually, mm-hmm. but in your marriage. You mm-hmm. should be able to exercise those things. Love, long suffering, faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, you know, forbearance. All of these things you should exhibit at some point in time. In your marriage, and you gotta have the ability to stick it out. It's gonna get tough. Yeah, it's it's the enemy does not like marriage. Once you commit to being married behind to, the scenes <laughs> to an individual, uh, to your spouse, you're saying I'm in a covenant. God, I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna exemplify Christ in the church. 
And then the enemy does not like that. So he's going to do everything in his power, everything he can to disrupt that. Mm-hmm. And you have to be prepared. Yes. You have to be consistently in God's word to keep yourself strong, keep yourself built up so that when the attack comes, because sorry to say this, it's coming. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to go through marriage and not have any problems. Yeah. You're going to have problems. You're going to have challenges. You're going to face difficulties. You, How you handle it determines your character. Yes. Another C. Oh, um, Lamentations 3, 25 and 26. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. So sometimes you may like, God, when is this going to change? When are things going to get better? The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. To the soul that seeketh him. That means staying in his word. That means staying consistent in laying on your face or getting on your knees or sitting and just having a conversation with God. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. So again, that entire scripture, the the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. So we have to be quietly waiting on the salvation of the Lord. Stop kicking and screaming, trying to have it your way, trying to do things your way. Do it God's way. There's something to be learned in the, there's something to be gained and learned in the process. Um, there's certain, there's only, you won't learn certain things unless you go through certain things. Right. You know, and I, I'm not a big fan of experience being the best teacher, but experience will teach you some things. And, um, and just, how else are you going to know you're stronger? How else can you get yeah. stronger? Unless you have some pressure that you you have to get tested Mm -hmm. and pass. Yeah. So excellent segue to Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ. It strengthens me. Um, You have to be. And and last week we talked about convenience. I want to come back to convenience for a second and. You know, we talked about Walmart versus 7-Eleven, and I'm not going to go into all of that. That was in podcast number 22. But um, when you go to a convenience store, um, not only or when I go to a convenience store, not only do I know what I want and I know where uh, to get what I want. Well, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. This is for single people, what I'm about to say. You know what you want. And you know how to get what you want. You know, if you wear a certain type of clothes, you'll get a certain type of response. If I look a certain way, hang around certain people, then I will, you'll attract certain type of people. This is coming back to marriage for convenience. And so you go to the convenience store because we don't want to wait and we don't want to take the time to be inconvenienced. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. There's this TV show comes on in America called Love After Lockup that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Love After Lockup. The premise of the show is people get married or they get in a relationship with somebody who's in jail. And then once they get out of jail, they're going to live happily ever after. This is marriage for convenience. I'm not saying when for those of you who may be listening and you're behind bars, I'm not saying you won't ever get married and 
uh, have a healthy relationship. That's not what I'm saying. But the premise of this show is that people usually they uh, meet somebody on the online chat, um, a jail website. And then when they get out, they think they're going to live happily ever after. They usually get married for convenience. And this TV show that I'm this TV show that I watch, they usually get married for convenience. And when you don't have any options, you'll always say and act the right way. But when you have options, which is when this show, you know, when they finally get out of jail and people have options, will you choose to still do and say the right thing? That says a lot about the person. If you have options and you're still like, no, I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to be committed to you. I'm going to be faithful to you. So if you take the time and do it God's way, you'll get God's results. Sorry, I'm back. Um, so a few years ago and she is one few years ago, um, we were teaching a class and there was a, a article in the newspaper about a couple who were coming back off of their honeymoon. They were driving back off their honeymoon and they there was um, a rock had fell. Either somebody threw a rock off an overpass or a rock fell off a truck, but um, it had smashed the windshield of the car and it it uh, damaged the lady's face, the wife's face. She's a newlywed coming back off honeymoon. They just gotten married. Just got married, coming back. And so when the article came out, one of the things the article talked about was the husband, the newlywed, he, he left because he couldn't take the fact that his wife didn't look the way that she used to look. Right. And all the other things that went along with it, the physical therapy, the reconstruction surgery, Mm -hmm. all those things that she was now having to go through. He could not handle that commitment commitment. Mm -hmm. And so here, here we are talking about commitment and marriage of convenience or, you know, this is why it's so important to pray and believe God and fast and trust in, um, I'm going to say spiritual advisors, but people who you may trust to be like, I don't think this person is for you because storms are going to come every, like you said, Renee, every, every marriage goes through storms, but are you prepared for when the, for the storm, when it comes? Right. And you don't get to pick the type of storm. Oh no. I mean, if you look at the world we live in today, you would say you could say I'm going to move to a certain state because I don't have to deal with hurricanes, like, yeah. tornadoes, earthquakes, those type of storms. But now you could have an earthquake in the DMV area. You yep. could have an earthquake just about anywhere. So the same is true for marriage. Mm-hmm. You could have any type of storm. You don't get to pick what you're going to go through or when it's going to come. Yep. And so in Luke. Um, 14 and 28, it talks about counting up the costs of what man wants to build a house and doesn't count up the costs. Um, Philippians 419, again, just talked about that. My God shall supply all your needs. Um, And I want to talk about Proverbs 18 and 2. Because I believe the Bible is true. He that finds a wife, uh, he that... He, 
He that finds a wife finds a good finds thing. a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Why we he, do. Why he couldn't get that out, y'all? We do, <laughs> we do this podcast in one take. Wait a minute, part. but I'm trying to figure he out why he got stuck on the wife. part. Find a good thing. Watch it now. Okay, and finds a good. <laughs> he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And so, singles may be thinking, my single uh, ladies out there. Oh, that's a song. Um, you may be thinking, how do I find a husband? How do I get a husband? The Bible is, to me, the Bible is true. The husband finds the wife. And if you're really interested, uh, I would say read the book of Ruth. I am not going to read this on this podcast, but read the book of Ruth. It talks about Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz. But basically, in a nutshell, Ruth was out in the field um, working. And for lack of a better term, she was out in the field working. So she didn't have no makeup. She didn't have her hair done. She didn't have her nails done. She was out in the field working. She wasn't looking for a man. She wasn't looking for a man. She was just doing what she, what her mother-in-law uh, told her to do. And a man came to her, which is Boaz. Because you may have heard the expression, I'm looking for my Boaz, or I want my Boaz to find me. Mm-hmm. That's all in the book of Ruth. And so coming back to being inconvenient, Ruth was out there working, but maybe God has something better for you. And um, Ruth could have probably got another man if she wanted to, but she wasn't thinking about that. And God is not just thinking of what you want right now, but what you'll need down the road. So just uh, take that. I'm sorry, you were going to say Oh, the book of Ruth. You can read the whole book. And it's a real short read, and it will bless your bones. Just don't read it in the King James Version. Okay, so. Or if you like me, you can. Oh, yeah. I actually prefer the King James Version. See, we are opposites. <laughs> All right. So um, the Bible really is the best reality show um, that you could ever want to read. There's Bible talks about a whole bunch of different things. And I want to wrap up this podcast on uh, covenant. Uh, <clears throat> so last week we talked about uh, Joshua nine, how the children of Israel were tricked into a covenant. And so I want, I want you to see how strong God looks at covenant. They were tricked into the covenant in Joshua nine, Joshua 10, the next, the very next chapter, the enemies um, of uh, the Hittites, I believe it was the Hittites. They wanted to go to war with them. And so they went to the children of Israel and said, hey, because we're in covenant with each other, you got to come help us. And so now to wrap to bring this into marriage, even if you feel like you were tricked in your marriage, like your spouse didn't show you their true self, or maybe you rushed into a marriage or you got in a marriage of convenience, even after realizing that the person you married was not the person you thought you were marrying, you still can't break the covenant. Because in Joshua 10, they could not break the covenant with the Hittites. God wouldn't let them do it because they went into covenant. Mm -hmm. Even even though it was under false pretenses, they still, it was a covenant. And so you have to be mindful of that before you get married. We said this last week, you need to start asking questions. You need to have conversations and you need to not take no for an answer and I say when you're married, well, we say when you're married, you know, you could say, well, we agree to disagree. 
But before you get married, you got to be real careful about that. Another C. Be careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while you were sitting there and you were about asking questions, I was thinking of a C word. You need to be curious. Yeah. Cur- curious about what they're not telling you. Mm-hmm. What was their childhood like? What did they go through? What were they exposed to? What was the environment like? Um, again, things that turn them on, turn mm-hmm. them off, make them mad. Have you seen your your fiancé or your spouse get mad? Why don't they get mad? And yeah. how do they get mad? Yeah. What do they do when they get mad? So there are so many layers that you have to peel back for singles looking to get married. And don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to pull back if God is showing you signs that um, this is not for you or this yeah. person is not for you or this time is not for you. Yeah. So um, in our marriage, early on in our marriage, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking of covenant, uh, we're still talking about covenant because you need to know what you're getting into. Um, in our marriage, the Lord told me, and this is, um, for this is for somebody. I believe this is somebody. The Lord told me, if you leave your wife and something happens to her, I'm going to hold you responsible. And that stuck with me. I don't know how many years we have been married, but we've been married 33 years now. And I, I can still tell you word for word. That's what the Lord told me. If you leave Renee and something happens to her, I'm going to hold you responsible. So, I want to uh, direct you to 2 Samuel 11. And some of you may know the story of David and Bathsheba, Bathsheba, excuse me, and some of you may not. But long story short, um, uh, Bathsheba, Bathsheba was married to Uriah. Okay. So Uriah was in the army mm-hmm. and the Israelites, he was in the army and he went off to war. So Bathsheba was home alone. David was home. David's walking along the rooftop. He sees Bathsheba bathing. And of course, she's naked. He inquires about her. Who is she? Somebody tells him, hey, that's Uriah's wife. So David has an affair with Bathsheba. And they they have a they have a child. Uh, She gets gets pregnant. pregnant. She gets pregnant. Mm -hmm. She tells David, hey, I'm pregnant. David's like, hey, go get. Uriah from the from the front line or from the from the war zone, mm-hmm. um, bring him home, and hopefully he'll sleep with Bathsheba, and then the baby, you know, just say the baby was Bathsheba's or the baby was Uriah's. Excuse me, but Uriah was so committed to David that he did not sleep with his own wife when he came home. So David sends a letter. Basically, David has Uriah killed. In a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put him on the front line. He has Uriah killed. Okay. So then David ultimately marries Bathsheba and they have a son named Solomon, another son named Solomon, because that son dies. Okay. It's all in second Samuel 11. But what does this have to do with what God told me and Renee? Okay. About Renee. And if you read Matthew one and six in the NIV version, it does not mention 
David being married to Bathsheba. It mentions Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. So even in the New Testament, God recognized covenant. God recognized the covenant between Uriah and Bathsheba and not David and Bathsheba. So what does this have to do with covenant? Has everything to do with covenant? Because God is a covenant keeping God. And so before you decide husband, before you decide wife to divorce your spouse or, you know, separate or go about, you know, we can't do this anymore. I'm out. Just read Matthew one and six, because it is clear as I'm talking to you right now, as you're listening to me, that in the New Testament, God said Bathsheba was Uriah's wife, not David's wife. God's standard is God's standard. And there's nothing we could do about it. It may not seem fair. It may not seem right, but that's God's standard. So just want to read that and pray. Yeah. Because I don't have any scriptures to add to what Doug just said. But as he was talking about what God told him about leaving me, I don't know how many years ago this was. And it um, is actually in our upcoming book. But I recall his story, her story, God's glory. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) God told me to stay. Because there were moments in our marriage. You see how the enemy works? Douglas and I never had this conversation directly, except for when we wrote the book, um, about the fact that God told him not Not to to leave. leave. (laughs) God told me to stay. He told us the same thing, just in a different way. Because I wanted to leave at some point in our marriage. Doug wanted to leave. But God would not allow it to be so because God knew today, God knew that we needed to make a difference in the lives of married people and those who desiring to be married. But if we hadn't stayed together, God knows where we would be, what we'd be doing. Um, but to God be the glory for his story, her story. God's glory. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.